Welcome to Best Picture This, where it is always Oscar season. I'm Mike. And I'm Brian. In this show, we reevaluate every Best Picture nominee from the 21st century and decide whether to keep it or kick it from its Oscar pedestal. But today, Brian and I will emerge from our Oscar caves, wipe away the slate of nominees like so much eye makeup, and pop on a pair of sunglasses <laughs> to face the bright lights of a brand new release. It's the biggest movie in the world right now. It goes by many names. You might know it as Vengeance, but the real title is The Batman. Directed by Matt Reeves. Here's the trailer. Police! Hands up! Stay still! Get out of here! Has there been a more epic trailer? That trailer received 34 million views within the first 24 hours it was released. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> That's a good trailer. <clears throat> I mean, you still don't really know what happens in the movie because it's mostly visual trailer, but oh well. This is a podcast only. Um, this, this movie was promoted to a large degree. Uh, tremendous effort, including... A special Oreo cookie. Did you did you ever buy the Batman Oreos? <laughs> no. Me either. I can't see this I would love to this see... version of Bruce Wayne <laughs> eating Oreos though. I could see the Paul Dano 
eating Oreos. You think so? Do you think that Sweet he would tooth? twist them to separate the sides maybe. and then lick the cream and then dip and dunk? I see maybe a little more of a Cookie Monster. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, Robert Pattinson was cast as Batman <clears throat> or the Batman. Some fans weren't a big fan of that. What? In fact, there was a change.org petition to reverse the decision. <laughs> that's stupid. It's sort of like the... Uh, I th- I think some people felt about Robert Pattinson as they do about like Justin Bieber. This is like Justin Bieber as Batman. So they don't know any of his work since Twilight then? Probably not. Yeah. I have not seen Cosmopolis. I really want to see it. Have mm, you seen that? I have not either. No. David Cronenberg. And it was based on a short novel by Don DeLillo, who's one of my favorite authors. Nice. Um, Pattinson made three million bucks for this movie. By the way, I... I I was going to save this for later, but Jonah Hill was going to be in this movie, but he wanted 10 million. <laughs> Batman's only making three. No one can make more than Batman. Come on. And it seems like this is the kind of thing where maybe you take a little bit of a pay cut because you want to be because you in a be Batman in, movie. Exactly. It's, it's going like, to be the best, the biggest movie in the world. You know that. Yes. And you want your face on that screen. Totally. I mean, if you're an actor. Yeah. That's the point, right? Apparently Jonah Hill has better things to do. Okay, so uh, this movie has not been nominated for a single thing. <laughs> it's pretty early on in 2022, yeah. I will admit. Um, but there, there's already big plans. Matt Reeves, the director, is also the executive producer. This is on IMDb. He's, he's, if you look at all his, everything he's done, he's the executive producer of one episode of a new show in 2023 called Untitled, the Batman spinoff, which is going to be starring... Colin Farrell as the Penguin, kind of like an origin story partly of him. On HBO Max. Yes. Another HBO Max show, which is going to be animated, a TVY7 animated show called Batman Caped Crusader. There's great tradition of Batman animated movies. Um, In fact, I think this would be a good time to take a slight detour to look at a... um, This is an Esquire.com article that I found just from... It actually says it was... Oh, they got the date mixed up. It came out yesterday. It looked like... It says it's it came out on 10-3-2022, as though this was October. But yeah, that can't be Some right. British person made this, probably. Every single Batman... <clears throat> every single Batman movie ranked from worst to best. Hmm. From Kerpow, Kapow to Kersplat is what the uh, deck says. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to get into rankings. We will. Maybe at the end of this conversation. Uh, well, okay. Well, we'll wait till the end. All right, so um, Reeves only agreed to make this movie if he had complete control. I always wonder how you get get away with that. I mean, I guess you make three really successful apes movies and you get the keys. I will make a three-hour Batman movie whether you like it or not. Um. Peter, the writer is Peter Craig. He also wrote The Town, which I'm looking forward to revisiting from 2010. Mm-hmm. He wrote two Hunger Games movies. And he also wrote the new Top Gun Maverick movie, which has not been out as of this recording. And he is the writer listed for Gladiator 2. Hmm. The budget was a cool 185 to $200 million, depending on how much you count the promotional dollars and the box office when i got it was 258 i don't know what it is now we're heading into weekend number two as we record this yeah they pretty much made all of their money back in the first weekend and all of this afterward is is going to be icing it's going to be profit gravy yep 
Coming up in the show, we will ask each other three golden take inducing questions, then we'll talk trivia, and then we will make a wild, horrible guess about whether we think this will be one of the top five movies of 2022, even though it's the only movie I've seen from 2022 so far. All right. So my first question to you is, it's time for another edition of everybody's favorite segment, Brian. Mm -hmm. Is this movie too long? That's the title of the segment. (laughs) The movie is two hours and 57 minutes. Did you see the extended version or the theatrical release? There is no, there's not an extended. (laughs) Okay. All right. In this day and age, I couldn't be sure. Um, So two hours and 57 minutes. Is that too much? And if so, what would you cut? Well, actually... I saw 256. If it went 257, I would have said a little too bit long. over the top. Yeah. However, when I when I saw 256, I saw this movie. It was the 915 showing. Wow. Okay. That was ambitious. Yeah, that's it my was, bedtime. It was bold. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go out that late? <laughs> uh, not very often to know that I'm going to be watching a movie till 1230-ish because uh, there are 15, 20 minutes of trailers before that. Yeah. No. Um, I, I can't but, do it because I, I know that I would be tired. And then if I'm tired, I'm not, I'm not getting the full experience. It's sort of like you're in a, in a movie haze, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's cool. Uh, I would say that this movie was not too long at two fifty six. What did mm. you think? It's too long. Come on. <laughs> you knew I was you gonna, set me up for that. You no. knew I was going to say I it's thought, too long. I thought going in at two fifty six that it would, would be too long, but not at a single moment in this movie. Did I think like, Oh my goodness, they're dragging this out. The only thing that I felt a little dragged out was Batman is basically moving in slow motion for a lot of his crime scene investigation moments. Hmm. He's sort of like, everyone else seems to be walking at normal pace and then he's walking like just half as slow. And and like there's a lot of long camera shots just on Robert Pattinson's face in in the uh, in the in the yeah. costume. And it's sort of like, they're really milking some of that. But other than that, as far as like the plot and the other scenes, like, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think it was too long. I will say that the distinction for me is that I'm kind of with you in that I never hit a spot in this movie where I thought this has got to go, you know, this is excess. But I did hit multiple spots in the movie where I felt like, I'm not really as into this as I was in the first hour. And I think it's because I've been sitting here so long. I think it's because the last, uh, we're not going to give any spoilers. Yeah, this is going to be a spoiler free app. But I do think that um, there's some great stuff about the ending. And then there's, that's kind of, there's some parts that are the weakest in the movie is, is, you know, in the last third of the movie. I don't think it was a matter of being too long, though. I think that there's just some flaws that maybe we'll talk about in our 2022 episode when so, we do this again or what. I don't know if we'll do it again, but yeah, we'll see. So <clears throat> I realized thinking about Batman last week that if you go down the list, starting with the Adam West Batman and kind mm-hmm. of going all the way through, that you have Tim Burton's movie in 89 mm-hmm. that's got the Joker as the villain. Mm-hmm. Every other Batman movie has two to three or sometimes four villains in it Mm -hmm. all the way through and i'm wondering is that necessary and this movie i was really thinking about the length and i i I really think the the easiest way to cut time off of it even though i really like zoe kravitz as catwoman and i love colin farrell in this ridiculous makeup and his 1930s gangster accent big fan of that i think you ridiculous but you're a big fan of it 
Yeah, it's it's over the top, but it's but that's it's, interesting. So you 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 had some uh, you know you're characterizing my movie taste last last episode. I think that's one thing that that I would say is something that you like. If it's got a ridiculousness to it, a lot of times you think it's good. No, no, I think that <laughs> if if you can tell that somebody's kind of enjoying yeah, themselves playing this part, and yeah. because the makeup is so good, yeah. It it almost you I was almost can't tell that it, that was, it is. Colin I was Farrell. shocked that it was Colin Farrell. Yeah, there was a moment when I was like, "Is that Robert De Niro?" <laughs> like behind the bunch of makeup, yeah, because yeah. there was one face that he made that I thought looked just like him. But but I think but yeah. the thing is, is this is Riddler's movie, and if you cut out those other two, and in a way, I can understand why they didn't, because especially if you're building this universe, it's kind of good to show a young Batman kind of beginning these relationships that we're going to see pay off later on. It's good for world building, but I think that you can cut all of their stuff, just make this a straight up Riddler villain story. And you don't really lose a whole lot. I mean, you lose one good car chase. Yeah. I'm trying to think how the two threads actually intertwine. And now that you say it, I don't know that they do in a really dramatic way to me, at least. Um, Because then you also have John Turturro as Falcone or Falcone. Falcone, yeah. Um, is he a, is John Turturro a uh, official Best Picture of this good and everything? Oh, he's so actor? good in this. He is so good in this. <laughs> All the actors Better? in this are great. I yeah. mean, it's it it's like what we said with Batman Begins. It levels up the movie by having this caliber of it actor. Do, it throughout. does. Yeah. But that's my spiel. I mean, I think that I didn't hit any parts where I was actively disliking it because of the length. Yeah. But I I really think because this is such a strong mood movie. If you gave me a really powerful hour a and 45, tight 90, tight 90, even two hours, <laughs> get in, get out, leave me wanting more. Yeah. I, I would have left the theater excited it rather is, than kind of, it is harder to content. feel like wanting more if it's three hours, no matter what, what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, but most three hour movies, I feel like, I see bigger reasons to cut than this one. Like this is as far as like, if you just put all the 250 plus movies in a big pile, I think that this one justifies it a lot more than, than most that I've seen. I would say, by the way, Esquire put Batman Adam West as number six of all time. Just in case you're curious, 1966. I love that movie. Um, I've never seen it before. Robin looks like not very crime fightery in the pictures that I've seen of it. Okay. So my question is, the Riddler at some point live streams to, you know, taunt Gotham. I don't think that's really a spoiler. So, because it does happen fairly early on. But the Joker does the same thing in The Dark Knight. Hmm, and yeah. that, that was one place where I was like, man, this feels like, I can't tell if this is like an homage to The Dark Knight or if this is like a ripoff of The Dark Knight, or if this is just like, well, maybe it wasn't even that creative when The Dark Knight did it, that this kind of like, on the news, we have to warn you, this will disturb you. And it's like the vertical cell phone with the blurred out edges and, you know, the Riddler or the Joker going like too close to the camera and looking like extra crazy and mm -hmm. breathing heavy into the into the little, you know, camera. Um did you feel like this movie or that, did you feel like that feel owed a lot to the Dark Knight and or did the movie owe a lot to the Dark Knight or are we all just owing to Frank Miller? 
this in our there's certainly some of the latter yeah in our sort of current and previous miniseries 06 and 05 i've been talking about sort of the importance of post 9 11 yeah. in, in these movies i think that this is a post nolan batman for sure mm-hmm. the movie can't exist without the tone and you know the world that was established earlier mm-hmm. but all of that kind of live streaming type stuff the darkness um honestly without getting political about it i saw it as kind of a trump analog mm. you know kind of using social media as your um as your tool to find like-minded angry people mm-hmm. in the world uh and that's how you kind of build a fan base yeah did you prefer this is my question part one part b mm-hmm. did you prefer muscle car batmobile of robert <laughs> pattinson or tank map batmobile of christian bale um I'm not really a car guy, as you know, so none of the Batmobiles yes, really get are. me that excited. You drive a Ford Focus. That is true. I am a Focus family. Rebecca f- also has a Ford Focus. To, uh, to paraphrase Will Ferrell. But um, I guess I'll go with the muscle car. Yeah, I came away thinking at first when I saw he was getting into that, I was like, oh my goodness, Batmobile from Christian Bale is like... A tank. Yeah, it's yeah. like so impressive. Like your eyes are glued to the car chase just because of the Batmobile. And we did our episode on Batman Begins, like all the, you know, the amazing lengths that they made to make it look so good. But the more I saw the muscle car, the more it grew on me. And it felt like certainly the right fit for this Batman and this Bruce Wayne. Yeah, for this Batman. <laughs> the guy is going to be like, but this car is so cool. I'm going to go out. <laughs> Everyone's going to be looking at my car. But really, it seems like the kind of, this Batman's kind of homegrown, you know, he's figuring it out as he goes. And I think that he could buy a cool muscle car and then pay somebody to put a jet engine in it. Exactly. Whereas (laughs) the other Batmobile is, you know, custom made and in the Christian Bale, Morgan Freeman can, can make a Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, Freeman could do just about anything as we know. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that you mentioned earlier that, you know, this is early on in this in the stage, but mm-hmm. I am glad that Matt Reeves decided to set the movie in like after the origins. I'm it's, so glad it still hints at it, but I really didn't want to watch the uh, the kid walk out with his parents yep. and, and have yep. it all start over. So that that was I think that was smart. One hundred percent agree. When yeah. I saw initially that this was three hours long, I was thinking, if I need to watch 45 <laughs> minutes of an origin story, I'm going to be fuming. See, this is why I wasn't as big a fan of Batman Begins, because <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like over the origin story thing, but, but maybe it's partly because, I don't know, who knows? Because of Batman Begins. Maybe I mean, it that, is. That's, that's a contributor for sure. But at this point, who doesn't know Batman's origin story? Mm-hmm. All right, my next question. Question two. When we talked about Batman Begins, mm-hmm. in our 05 series, you can go back and listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. You were especially excited about the way that Nolan used practical effects. You know, he shot in Chicago as Gotham City, yep. and he even had a real jet engine, as oh, you were thrilled exactly. about. <laughs> so thrilled about that. <laughs> Built into the Batmobile. So I'm curious how this particular version of the character and this world stacked up. Well, I will start with his suit which is dynamite, yeah. I think. Especially yeah. the cowl. You get so much close-up of it that it's got to be pretty great. The, 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 the costume is fantastic. Um, uh, I liked how Zoe Kravitz, who is the Catwoman character, is 
so unsuper, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's another like, you know, she's put, she has this like bodysuit, like, like Catwoman from Michelle Pfeiffer, but, um, but she doesn't have ears really. Yeah. It's kind of just a hat that kind of looks like ears. And it's like a kind of a, you know, Walmart, uh, ski mask, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, so same I, thing with the Riddler, all these costumes, yeah, I guess, except all for the Batman duct tape, um, of are things you can find in the store and, yeah. and put together. Now, how did Robert Pattinson's character make that costume? That's a good question. Listen, if Tobey Maguire could make a <laughs> Spider-Man suit that looks like that. that also is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I would say that a lot of it didn't really feel like, I didn't even think about the special effects in this movie. Like they seem so natural, but it wasn't also, it didn't feel like they were trying to be, supernatural at all in it and I, I i liked that idea it was very like real world noir kind of feel the whole movie mm-hmm. what, what what did you think of it so there are definitely plenty of practical effects mm. the, the car chase with the penguin for instance yeah. is real he doesn't actually jump through fire though so that, that's one <laughs> thing that's not real um i the, assume that was that part was in the trailer but oh no yeah, spoiler it is for sure batman gets in a car chase does not die that is maybe <laughs> a spoiler half a spoiler the scene where they're in a darkened hallway and people are shooting at Batman with uh, sort of machine guns. And every time the muzzles blast, you see Batman, but then it's it's black when they stop. That that's all lit is naturally. Cool. Those very, are not um, very cool. computerized light. So that's really cool too. But there's also a ton of green screen, like all the sun, sun, sunset shots are all green screen. Hmm. And I just think it looks awesome. And I think it that does. when you combine it with the score, which I feel like might be one of my favorite superhero movie scores. It's tremendous. The score is so so good. good. It just, it pumps up that mood. And Reeves has shown that he can do this before, you know, with War War for the Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies. I just was not... The effects are crazy. Really? I wasn't really interested in them because like I was turned off by the old ones. Oh God, yeah. They're they're, (laughs) they're not even in the same... But it does make, now that I've seen Matt Reeves doing this, it does make me kind of curious about him. But even if you look back in his career, uh, Cloverfield is another one. I haven't he, seen Cloverfield. He uses special effects, but in a way that doesn't sacrifice mm-hmm. um, that tactile feel that you want from either a horror movie or, uh, you know, something sci-fi like Apes, where you're getting a lot of close-ups of them talking. You want to you want to believe that this that they can exist, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that he that he nails that. So you can't even see the seams between. You know, not only in patent and suit, how did he make it, but in in between the practical and the computer effects in this in this movie. And mm-hmm. man, it's great. It's a great combo. <laughs> it is. It looks great. The the movie and sounds great. I thought that also there was enough like strangeness to the score that I felt you know that part of me was satisfied. I'm always looking for something to shake up, you know. But it also had the power of the strings and the you know the the darkness of everything with. Like it felt like a traditional score with um, another you know element on, t- on top. Of course, you can't go wrong with adding a little Kurt Cobain in there or something in the way. My second question to you is: um, So Reeves and Pattinson both described Batman as an insomniac who can't delineate between the Batman persona and his recluse rock star public identity. My question to you is: Is Robert Pattinson the best Batman? The best Bruce Wayne? The best Batman. The best Batman. It's so hard You're to thinking say. about it's it. So You're hard thinking to say. about it, which says something, doesn't it? I mean, the it fact says that, something. The yeah. fact that we are even talking about 
him being possibly the best Batman, uh, after all of the change.org petition, I mean, the, the, in, no, I didn't know about that until I read about it, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like people, a lot of people have been Batman and they have, to think yeah. that, to think that you pluck out Robert Pattinson to be this character and he's even in the conversation is I think quite an accomplishment. I think for, for me, it, it, it kind of says more about the arc of this as a property as IP, because Personally, I, I think I probably like Bale better, a little more self-aware, a little more humor in, in that character. Mm-hmm. The duality between Bruce Wayne and Batman is, you know, stark. This one, there really isn't any duality at all. Right. He has the same facial expression from minute one to minute 257 <laughs> in this movie, and it's just a straight line on that mouth. <laughs> That's it. And that is cool, though, because... Yeah. For so long in this um, in this franchise, we've seen different kinds of Batman takes, but usually you have that Playboy persona thrown in. Yeah. In this one, he throws all that out, and I think that that change is what's exciting. Maybe more than Pattinson's performance, even though I do the I fact do that like it's it. New. Yeah, yeah. That that's what's so exciting about. I mean, I don't know. I've, I just always have loved Batman, as so does everybody, right? But Batman. Um, and really with all the character, all the like superhero characters, but there's a, there's a mythology of Batman and it's so malleable. You know, you have the, the jokey, the every, every, everything on the spectrum and yet it's still Batman. It's still recognizable because he is a symbol, you know, like, like, uh, Christian Bale said in, in Batman Begins. And, um, but to me, the, the fact that they did decide to blend the two or to meld the two so well um, you knew when Batman is in his suit, you knew that he was still Bruce Wayne. Whereas it's very different. Christian Bale and, and um, Christian Bale's two characters, they do feel like they are totally different people. And I thought this was uh, a, a, an improvement. And I, to me, I, I really was, three different people if you think about it, because he yeah has he's the behind persona the scenes he puts with on, Michael Caine and, yeah, exactly, and Morgan Freeman yeah. too. It's totally true. Um, yeah, because his character as like Bruce Wayne is almost more like a Jason Jason Bateman, you know, type of a <laughs> Patrick Bateman. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> not Jason Bateman, but D- he's funny too. Guy. You know, he he, he's got a thing. Yeah, less of a psycho. But, um, so I I came away from that. My immediate thought was 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 he actually better than the dark knight? And I would say he's, that's my favorite combo hmm. right now. So I was going to ask you mm-hmm. kind of the same question here, emo Batman, you know, yeah. we, we got to talk about emo <laughs> Batman. And I think that maybe my favorite moment is early on in the movie. The first time that it we better hear be early. Cause we're not doing spoilers. It's early. The first time that we hear Nirvana is something in the way when we're kind of just getting introduced to this character in this world. And there are so many great shots in that opening sequence and they use a lot of them in the trailer, but it's early on. We're hearing this music. He kind of goes home after his night out and we see him in the bat cave and he's reviewing the footage from his recording contact lenses, which is cool. It is cool. You know, he's, he's looking at clues and sci-fi. Yeah. It makes it more of a detective story. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Alfred comes down and played he, by Andy Circus, and he turns down the music and we realize, oh, this song wasn't in the soundtrack. Yeah. This guy is just listening to this brooding emo <laughs> music. Not even really emo. People are just saying that online, but that's more of like a brooding kind of dark yeah. rock. So you know, 1991, something in the way. But 
Batman listens to Nirvana in this world. Mm -hmm. That's not in the soundtrack. So I just <laughs> like that this is a character that's very visually, uh, visibly damaged. And that's that's what's exciting to me yep. for this character. Breaking new ground with a character that everybody knows everything about is, uh, it's cool. It just Again, it just shows like, this is never going to get stale. You can see there, there's 15 or 16 Batman movies on this um, on this Esquire article, and there's 15 of them. And I mean, you you scroll down through the pictures of them, and it's like I don't know. They're just it changes every time. And the the comics are this to an nth degree. Yeah, where he's fighting like totally supernatural characters. And then he's being like the the retired coming out of retirement, yeah. you know, gruff, year one hundred, yeah, gruff mm -hmm. like uh, Frank Miller guy. So um, I'll be curious to see how it evolves, though. Yeah. You know, because we're kind of talking about how him being younger is important for this version of the character, and the movie's about kind of his arc from vengeance to justice, hope. So I'm I'm kind of curious: are they gonna are they gonna make this character sort of realize that oh, I could use the Bruce Wayne persona as a way to further my hero goals rather than just having this, you know, narrow minded view of, um, this is all I am. This is all I can be. Yeah. The, I, I'm trying to think if there is a really meaningful arc with Bruce Wayne in this movie. And I don't really remember that there is not that much of it, but I'm glad about that. Hmm. If, if you're going to like, I want to, <clears throat> you go to a movie, you go to a Batman movie you want to see Batman most of the time. Bruce Wayne is not that interesting of a dude compared to actually to, to Batman. Himself. He is Batman though. I know. And but, you have to ask yourself, why is Bruce Wayne compelled to do this? But which is, which is unnatural, weird freak behavior. It is actually, that's another thing that I think, um, that, that this movie does well. And that, uh, the dark Knight did to some degree is, well, actually that um, Frank Miller does in his comics too, that um, we think of Batman as someone who's like always been there and is like sort of understood to be part of Gotham, but seeing how people react to him, like, yeah, it is really weird that someone would dress up in a costume and, and go around like that. Like a cosplayer doing that, you know, you wouldn't take him that seriously. You'd almost like feel sorry for the guy. Um, but this guy happens to also be really good at beating everybody up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, cool. He's like bad, you know? So If you have a wingsuit, then... <laughs> you better also be able to beat people up. Yeah. But I think that it leaves <laughs> a lot of room for growth story-wise. Yeah. Because is he going to incorporate the Bruce Wayne persona more mm -hmm. as he incorporates gadgets, which aren't really that big of a thing in this world? And also, I watched Casino Royale for a 2006 series mm -hmm. recently. Saw a lot of parallels between the two of those, too. Yeah. Because in that, you get to see sort of... Um, an unpolished, unperfect, messy bond. Yeah. And you see the same thing here. And it kind of gives you, I mean, that was what, a five a five movie arc. And by the end of it, he's a very, very different character than he was in that first one, which I kind of didn't even realize when I saw No Time to Die. But then watching Casino Royale again, totally different character. It's another mythology being shaped somewhat. Um, yeah. I think that's what Casino Royale did well that um, I don't think Batman, I don't think the Bond character evolved a ton, you know, in the previous hundred movies, was it? 200 <laughs> movies? Something like that. Um, my third question to you, 
Colin Farrell, he had a tough decision to make right, okay. for this movie. He's supposed to be fat and scarred up face. Yeah. He chose to go with the fat suit as opposed to gaining a ton of, <laughs> a ton of weight. Um, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. He had to gain weight for the TV series, The North Water, which I have not seen. So he decided to go with the fat suit. Um, he tested the costume at a Burbank, California Starbucks where he got, quote, a couple of stairs, unquote, ordering a latte, a latte in character as the uh, penguin. So my question to you, mm-hmm. if you, in a movie... Yeah, fat suit or gain weight. being paid $2 million, uh-huh. would you wear the fat suit and be put on makeup like, you know, hours and hours a day? Yes. Or would you just like say, I'm on the cheese whiz diet for no, the first one. a month? I would put on the makeup... Because that's what you do when you perform. <laughs> you put on a costume okay. and you pretend to be somebody else. What if Matt Reeves is like, Mike, this, this is not working. We got to get you to gain 100 pounds. 100? No. 100 pounds. No, I'm not going to get 100 um, pounds. If he asked me to gain... With, we're going with $4 million now. Not, not $2 million. <laughs> So now you're just trying to see where my yeah, limit yeah, is. Yeah, I'm seeing where... Before I, how, so, how much are you going to sell your body for? Mike, Mike, you're getting $5 million. Do you now. know how long it would take to gain 100 pounds or lose it? How much time are we talking For about For some here? people, you'd have to do it in approximately 45 days. 100 pounds yep. in, in a month and a half? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. It's, I don't think it's possible. Hey, Hollywood, they have magic. They screw around <laughs> with their bodies like this. Five million bucks? It, it, it doesn't seem healthy okay, and it doesn't seem necessary. Million do- you got Jonah Hill money. <laughs> To put on 100 pounds. I love how Jonah Hill's the high watermark <laughs> now for, for paid actors. Uh, you got half of a Julia Roberts salary. It, I, I guess if it was the only way. The only way. That I could make You're that out. 10 million. If you don't do this, then we're going to hire Brian McMillan because he's going to gain 100 pounds. I, I honestly, for 1 million. I, I, don't, I would be surprised <laughs> if any actor has gained 100. I think that you're, that you're <laughs> off your, war, your mark there. If it's 50, then I'll do 50. But a hundred's unrealistic. Fifty for two million. Anyway, yeah, we can move on here. Did you have a third question for me? Of course, I've got another question okay. for you. <laughs> so, are you very familiar with the world of Batman? And if not, did you feel like you missed any connections or references? I mean, I've seen a lot of Batman movies. I've read some comic books. When we're talking about Maroni and Falcone and like who backstabbed whom, and um, you know some of the twists and turns. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit of a lazy, super intricate plot follower sometimes. I've learned this over maybe partly because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um I I just feel like I know who is supposed to feel what in those kind of things and I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. Like yeah. when the riddles are tough enough, you're like, they'll let me know what this means. Yeah, I don't need to I don't, I don't need to think some about of the, it. Some of the 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 double cross Double, double cross. It feels like uh, Matt Reeves said this was like the most complicated plot he's ever had and all this stuff. Maybe chop an hour off. It'd be less complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about, what about you? Did you feel like that intricacy of the politics of it was, uh, you know, not so much the politics, but I, I did notice the double, the double crossing, I guess what I mean by the politics of it. No, not really. Um, But I, I noticed that there were a lot of things that reminded me of other, uh, other video games or comics or whatever from the Batman universe mm-hmm. that I felt like you don't have to be familiar with 
to follow this movie. Yeah. But I think that Reeves rewards okay. you if you do. So I just wrote a couple things down, like the suit you mentioned. This is your the list that you made. Because you make a list in every movie, right? <laughs> every movie, yeah, I make a long <laughs> list. Um, you mentioned the suit, how it's kind of, it looks tattered and, and beaten yeah. up, which I thought was cool. And in the other Batman movies, you don't really see that. It always somehow Pretty looks, slick. yeah, the, the leather is brand new. Um, but Arkham City, the video game, mm-hmm. I really felt like the suit was kind of modeled after the suit that he wears in that. Reeves, in an interview, said that he initially based the story off of the Long Halloween mm-hmm. graphic novel, which Batman is kind of um, chasing a serial killer, but he goes to Arkham Asylum and kind of goes through the rogues gallery of, of villains there. And that almost like a Hannibal Lecter kind of thing, like he talks to each for mm-hmm. for some guidance until he until he finds them. And I thought that, that was kind of kind of cool, too. So the detective angle that you get from a game like Arkham City, I don't think that they've really done in yeah, a Batman movie this is before. The, this is the most detective-y that yeah. he is in a detective comics, you know, uh, world. I really appreciated that. Yeah, me too. I, I thought that was a really I saw good ad. two reviews that, ref- that compared it to seven. Yeah, you know? yeah, I could see that. Um, but maybe the most interesting one is there's a comic called Batman Venom, graphic novel. And basically the idea is he's fighting Bane in this comic book and somehow he finds this, um, you know, this drug, this elixir that makes him stronger and he's able to face like Bane, who I think is on it all the time, if I remember correctly, but he gets addicted to this. He gained a hundred pounds. He gained a hundred pounds. Yeah. Tom Hardy, but he gets (laughs) addicted to it. And basically the storyline for this, for this graphic novel is that Batman becomes basically a drug addict and has to, you know, work his way through that. But at the end of this movie, I think that we get a little bit of a hint toward that, that venom when, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a, there's a point where Bruce Wayne is kind of passing out and then yeah, breaks out a, a green liquid. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if, if that's kind of a clue of where we're going to go story-wise mm-hmm. later on in this franchise, because I do think that they're setting up this character to be very damaged mm-hmm. and the kind of character who would slip into being, you know, into drug addiction, which Christian Bale's character definitely would not. Nope. And I think that would be a really interesting way for this, uh, for this thing to go. Yeah, I agree. It, it's definitely some dark options. That, that, that was something that I expected. First of all, when I saw the trailer, I thought this was going to be the first rated R Batman based on what the trailer was. Matt Reeves, uh, there was a lot of, that was never on the table really. Um, And so they made sure that it wasn't, but um, it actually, I don't know. There was something that felt darker about the dark Knight than this, even though the Mm. world of it is darker, there's no, there's, there's like no bright light, you know, you know, there's no like, um, so in the dark night, you have the world of um, his, you know, the boardroom and the Morgan Freeman and the Michael Caine scenes. Yeah. Those are like regular guy everyone can relate to. And those are kind of more bright and light. You don't ever have that kind of relief in this movie. But yet somehow, I think it's because the Joker is just, I mean, Paul Dano is great as Riddler. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really have any complaints. Um, but the Joker, as good as he is in this, the Joker is even more tremendous, um, more like surreal. Um, and he's even more, um, his psychopath, you know, uh, psychology feels even more brutal. Um, 
he's getting banged around by Batman in the interrogation room. Like these are like kind of hard scenes to watch. It's, it never quite gets that way in this movie, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, so which one is darker? I mean, what did you, what did you think? I think tonally this one is definitely darker. Um, content maybe less disturbing even though there's a serial killer i don't know yeah i i think they're about the same i yeah. i just can't see them release releasing a batman movie at least not yet we're not in the logan stage you know if you <laughs> want to compare it to marvel um of them just saying we're going to sacrifice everybody under yeah. 18 or 7 whatever that age under 12 is that the limit for <laughs> no it's 17 but 17 yeah <laughs> where you're going to sacrifice all of those ticket sales i just don't see it happening but yeah. There was never a time where I felt like this was bordering on too much or that it was disturbing I so or graphic. I, I kind of expected from the trailer that maybe it would kind of flirt with it, but I don't really think it did. Mm-hmm. Um, ready for some a little trivia here? I think we got to rank them. Yes. Okay. Let's look at the Esquire. Okay. Um, I have not seen all of them. I mean, I didn't really bother to keep up with all of these from like the 90s as much. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, how, how do you want to? How do you want to go about it? You. Do you want to, let me just read what Esquire had. Okay. And okay. tell me if you think this is dumb. Batman and Robin from 97 is the worst at 15. Yeah. Okay. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice 2016. I never saw that one. I kind of like took a chill from Batman for a while because I didn't, I don't know. There's something about like the. And those Affleck movies are not standalone. I wasn't that excited about... Yeah, that's true. They're part of the DC universe. Yeah. That was one of them. And I guess 16, they're counting animated movies in this, huh? They are. Batman Forever 95 with Val Kilmer. Uh, This is with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number 12, they had Zack Snyder's Justice League included as the Batman uh, in the Batman franchise. Number 11 is animated The Killing Joke from 2016. Did you ever see that? If I had, it's been a while. I have not. Batman Returns, 1992. This this funny, the uh, one critic apparently at the time said, why isn't this movie called Catwoman? Because Michelle Pfeiffer kind of stands out more than... Oh, anyway. yeah. What did you think of Danny DeVito's Penguin versus Colin Farrell's Penguin? Oh, God. Danny DeVito's Penguin. That movie is so ridiculous. <laughs> and I remember even at the time, I kind of felt like, this is a bit much. <laughs> You know, even as a kid, like they've gone a little far. <laughs> Number nine, Batman Year One animated from 2011. Again, I haven't seen that one. Nah. They put, Great book, though. They put the Batman 2022 as number eight. Okay. I think that's a little low. Mm, we'll see. Number right below 1989 Batman, Michael okay. Keaton. Yep. I really want to rewatch that one. I have it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Number six, Batman Adam West, 19, 1966. Love it. Do you think that's better than the Batman 2022? They're very different. Yeah, they they could not be any more <laughs> any more different. Um, it, it's a it's a mood thing, you know. Depend. Yeah. Do you want, are you looking for jokes? Or are you looking for holy hole darkness? in a donut, Batman? I mean, he gets attacked by a shark and he busts out a can of shark repellent. Shark repellent bat spray. It's the best. I love it. It's so ridiculous that it's... it's no, no, it, it, it's a comedy. That <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, is yeah. definitely a comedy. Uh, number five, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, 1993. It's a another animated one. They always one. put that high on these lists. They put all these uh, animated ones in here. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Number four. Okay, now we're getting serious, right? Yep. Number four, The Dark Knight Rises, 2012. Interesting. I'm looking forward to revisiting that one. I went in with... 
expectations almost as high as going back to see Star Wars. Yeah. And they came put away. that over Burton's Batman and this Batman. Yes, they did. Okay. I think that is totally wrong. Yeah. I as think far as as far as the Pattinson one, the Matt Reeves one, I think is better than that. Yeah. Batman Begins, they had as number three, which I also prefer this 2022 over Batman Begins. Hmm. If you had to only rank those two, what would you say? I'd put Begins over this. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's incorrect. Number <laughs> two, what do we have left? Uh, there's the Dark Knight and there is, did they put some animated one as the second The best? Lego Batman movie. Oh, Lego Batman. 2017. Yeah, I, I forgot about Lego Batman I actually and have, that actually is a I've great. never seen it. Is it that good? It's great. Yeah. Holy I mean, cow. I probably wouldn't put it in my top three, but, <laughs> but it's great. I mean, I would put it over Batman Returns. <laughs> and then number and one. probably over, over Rises also. Really? And number one, of course, The Dark Knight. Fantastic suit. The greatest villain probably since Darth Vader in cinema history. It's number one. I think these could change from day to day, but I think I would go Dark Knight number one, Batman Begins number two. I'd probably go Burton's Batman number three, and that might be because of nostalgic reasons. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, And then I really did struggle between 66, Adam West, (laughs) and this one as my next. I put the Batman under it because I felt like it's more weighty or whatever, but... (laughs) Honestly, my letterbox review, come to think of it, is higher for Batman the movie 66. So Hmm. I don't know why I don't just follow that. And then I went Dark Knight (laughs) Rises and then I went Batman Returns and then everything after. I didn't include the animated. And then everything after that, um, the Joel Schumacher and and Ben Affleck. I will say, I haven't seen the Joel Schumacher Batman movies in a long time, but I kind of want to revisit them. I kind of do too, actually. I mean, again, I'm just a sucker for these iconic images. Like Batman Begins, there's things I didn't like about it, but again, Batman as Gargoyle, like looking over the There's none of that in the Schumacher. Those are like neon lights, spandex. They're ridiculous. They are camp, yeah, one-liners. I mean, but- in a way, that's more similar to the Adam West Batman. I mean, they're going it's for like something over the top and wacky and cartoonish. Yeah. And we've been in decades now of Batman being incredibly self-serious and having no room for humor. Somebody is going to revisit yeah. the jokey Batman and go go wild that way. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we might need to wait a bit for it. But yeah, I agree. Okay, so a little bit of trivia. Uh, this was actually in production for Ben Affleck again, mm. and they were going to do the whole thing pretty much in Arkham. But so that's interesting. Okay. We'll see. I bet I bet that's going to happen in the uh, in some of the shows or a second movie. Um, Reeves wanted tried to include Batman in every scene, and it pretty much is pretty close. Which again, I think is very smart. Matt Reeves listened to Nirvana a lot <laughs> while he was. <laughs> while he was doing this, and that's why they chose to include something in the way. Um, he was also inspired by Michael Corleone. Yeah, I could see I it. could see that too. Also influenced by Chinatown. Okay. A little yeah. bit, mostly because it's a noir, I guess. I don't know. But I could I could see that a little bit. And then also he was influenced by all the president's men, which I threw that in there just because I like you love it. Yeah. I love it. Um to prepare for this movie. You love these kind of t- trivias. Paul Dano researched serial killers and chose to read this material in public places because he was, it was so disturbing. He didn't want to read it alone. Oh, God. 
He was so scared of the serial killer books that he was reading. Uh, it's good marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz um, was cast as Catwoman following a screen test with Robert Pattinson. Uh, of course, she was a shoe-in, though, because she was the Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. So, oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't deny that connection. So Will Arnett should have been Batman here. I guess Pattinson. so. I guess so. <laughs> um, she also auditioned for Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises, but was rejected. Anne Hathaway, right? Yep. Um, she also studied footage of cats and lions fighting to uh, develop her movements. You like that? Nope. You said that. <laughs> I, I, I loved this, this trivia so much, I sent it to you in uh, Facebook Messenger. And Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was that I responded that I would have watched. I was just trying a, to get a rise. Two out of minute you. YouTube video of cats, and no. that's it. That's all you need. No, you got to go to the zoo. You got to go to the safari. <laughs> you have to live with them for a couple of weeks. You got to start, you know, licking milk out of bowls. <laughs> um, Anna de Armas could it was considered. I could definitely see that. Alicia yeah. Vikander also. I could see that. I think I thought Zoe Kravitz did a good job. Uh, one one shot. Don't want to totally give it away, but. They took 200 takes of it, which I always respect. Going into 200, 200 takes, 200 takes. It's a Batman. It's it's a Batman v Riddler shot. Mm. Okay. Uh, the sound editor Will Will Files or Feles. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He worked on the car chase first. That was the first thing that they did, and uh, he used a bottle rocket sound for uh, as the basis for how the car sounded. And then there's a supercharger sound that they used a World War II Jeep in reverse. Hmm. Okay. Which, you know, I, that was obvious. Yeah. The early car chases, <laughs> I just, I like the image of the car blasting <clears throat> through the yeah. flames. <clears throat> the whole rest of it, I, I don't know what it is. I just cannot get into a car chase. Yeah, I'm a lot of cars. I'm not interested. Well, except for Mad Max. Yeah, I got to rewatch you Mad Max. You didn't even like that one, did you? terrible i think it's there's always a weird balance with car chases of how much do you show like the in tight you know in the car right outside the car and how much do you like zoom out and watch it like zo zoom through the streets and this one is very in tight kind of claustrophobic car mm -hmm. chase which i thought was kind of interesting i didn't, it didn't bother me that way you've seen so many that it's it does get a little tiresome sometimes that one maybe was a little too long uh original screening was a four-hour version Good Lord. <laughs> um, let's see. Pattinson and Reeves expressed interest in introducing a Robin character in a future, I don't know if it's in the TV show or movie, mm -hmm. um, Calendar Man, <laughs> Court of Owls, Hush, Mr. Freeze could all be coming soon. So maybe our uh, ranking Batman counts as keep it or kick it. I mean, yeah. do you think this is a best picture caliber type of a movie? No. Um, I think it'll be in my top 10 for yeah. the year. It'll definitely be one that when I look back on 2022, I'll want to remember. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think that the more we talked about it, my enthusiasm kind of grew. Is upper, okay. Interesting. But I really kind of went back and forth between um, 
what star rating to give this because I mm. kind of think of a four star as great. That's my that's my great line, which is also totally vague. Uh, yeah, I know these star ratings are nonsense, <laughs> but I try to be as consistent as I can with my own system. If I if I read a review from somebody who doesn't give a star rating, I'm like, that's a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> but then I don't run, I I don't even do letterbox because I don't want to give stars. Yeah, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I think that there are great things about this movie, but the length really does bother me. I, I think that it kind of overstays its welcome a little bit. I don't think that it warrants being this long. I think some things in the end could get cut. I kind of feel like there are two endings here. Yeah, I agree. The The ending did not thrill me um, or parts of the ending. We'll get into it. Yeah. And I felt that there were a few, without getting into details, there are a few moral complications having to do with um, the difference between justice and vengeance. Yeah. And I think that they're really interesting. They're They're interestingly set up. Mm-hmm. And then I think that they take some real easy outs to so, to skirt um, having to make a definitive decision one way or another how to approach it. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing with trilogies to me because I read somewhere that the second movie of a trilogy is often going to be the best because there's the fewest narrative uh, demands. You're not mm. setting up. Like Dark Knight, I think, is a perfect example. You don't have to kind of begin you know, the story, you don't have to end the story. It's, it's, that's why Empire Strikes Back kind of works so well in number two or number five out of that three, four, five, six. Um, and I kind of, I felt like one, they kind of started later, which helps give some, uh, uh, you know, skip over some of the boring stuff in this one, but it'll, I'll be interested to see what the next movie does. But I, I guess again, because like, it's kind of like a serialized you know, it, it for is. infinity kind it of is. a and, character. And culturally, we've already gone through the origin story. So yeah. that's kind of what I mean. The the saying that there are more narrative thre- narrative threads here that we have to follow, that's self-imposed. We, you could have just trimmed it back yeah. and then you would just have one really strong focused narrative instead of one B plots. It's true. It's true. I mean, I think a different, it would be interesting to see a two hour cut of this mm-hmm. and compare. Again, the three hour didn't bother me, but. Three hours fun. I mean, it looks more, great. It's a good world to, to live in. For more, cl- more close-ups of Robert Pattinson, you can't get, can't go wrong. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so I don't know what movie we're teasing next because it's kind of like uh, in between the 2006s, but we're going to try to release this yeah. one soon so that way people can... I think the next episode after this will be Click. Oh. Adam Sandler's Click. Oh, yeah. Uh, comedy opus. <laughs> Until then, find Enjoy. us at com <laughs> on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you listen. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Best Picture This. And for 16 years of golden takes, head over to Letterboxd slash Mike Cavalieri. To support the show, check out Patreon.com slash Best Picture This. Thanks to WNZF and the illustrious Mark Gilliland for producing. Also, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to this episode a show by two guys who drive cars that are the exact opposite of the batmobile <laughs> <laughs>